Welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast, where we explore all things related to motherhood, from career and relationships to parenting and wellness. Join me, Nina Spears, your baby expert and host, as we dive into topics that matter to mothers, share personal stories and insights, and interview experts and parents who can provide valuable advice and perspectives. Whether you're a first-time mom just starting out or a seasoned pro, we've got you covered. So grab a cup of tea, sit back, and let's Chick Chat. Hello, and welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today's episode is sponsored by Emulay. We are chatting with Maddie Blompier from Emulay, and we are going to be talking about tips for how to combine breastfeeding and bottle feeding. Maddie is the VP of Business Development and Strategic Relations for Emulay. She is a mother herself and discovered Emulay when her now two-year-old was only six weeks old. She is currently expecting baby number two, and we are so happy for her. Emulay has developed the world's first biomimetic baby bottle designed to emulate the experience of breastfeeding. Emulay offers empathy backed by science and thoughtful design with the goal of supporting families to transition smoothly between breast and bottle and empowering them to give their baby the best possible feeding experience. Their mission is to support all families in providing their babies with the best possible feeding experience, and we just love that. Today, Maddie and I are chatting about combining breast and bottle feeding. We want to help parents feel confident in their feeding journey and support them by answering common questions while providing some great tips and tricks we have learned from our hands-on experiences as moms. Let's welcome Maddie to learn more. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for joining us today on our show, Chick Chat. We are just so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I could not be more excited to be here and I cannot wait to start speaking with you. I feel like it's going to be a good one, Maddie. It's going to be good because I have so many people who I've worked with personally as a doula, as a newborn care educator, asking about bottle feeding, breastfeeding, how to choose, how to combine all of this. So I am excited to talk to an expert like you to really get down to the nitty gritty details and tips and tricks we can share with our audience. And yeah, just really learn all things breastfeeding and bottle feeding. But before we get started, we'd love to learn more about you. So Maddie, can you please just tell us a little bit about you? your background and how you ended up where you are today. Of course. So I work at Emulay, which is the first biomimetic bottle, which is why we'll be talking a lot about bottle feeding and how it relates to breastfeeding. And how I got there is actually a really interesting story. So when my son was about two weeks old, I visited a lactation consultant. That lactation consultant then reached out a couple of weeks later saying, hey, look, there's a new study with a new bottle. Are you open to trying it? And I was like, sure, whatever. What else have I got to do, right? I'm on maternity leave. <laughs> this is my world now. Sure, I'll try this bottle. I get no information about it. And someone comes to my door and whatever, we're prepping the pump breast milk I have. And she pulls out this bottle and my jaw literally dropped to the floor. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what is that? That's not a bottle. I literally like was so shocked. I was gasping. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I was like, wait, this is so cool. This is so much cooler than what I thought. This isn't just a regular bowl. I'm actually trying something super innovative and new. And of course, the whole time I'm just geeking out on this bottle, not really focusing on feeding my child who was loving the bottle, by the way. But I'm like, okay, so tell me more about the bottle. And she's like, okay. So she's giving me the whole spiel. 
And my background was in biomedical engineering. So I looked at this bottle as like someone has literally engineered a bottle to be like a breast. This is incredible. I love this. And it just seemed like the perfect fusion of my new full-time role as a mother. So when I was speaking more and learning more about the product, she actually said, the CEO's outside if you want to chat to him. And so I did. And from there, I was like, how can I get involved? Like, this is incredible. And obviously, my son was six weeks at the time. It took some time for me to be ready to get back into the workforce. But I, when he was five months old, decided to come work for Emulate full time. And it has been incredible ever since then. What a cool story. I love that. You just saw the product, learned about it, and you're like, okay. And that's so cool that you have that background. And then obviously your new life as a mother, it's like this perfect marriage of like what you're supposed to be doing. Literally, it felt like the heavens are aligning. There was like this <laughs> bottle placed in my living room. I was like, this is what I need to be doing. This is it. Oh my gosh. And I can't wait to look at it with you because I have the box with me, the bottles with me. We're going to be going over all of that. But first, Maddie, can you tell us a bit more about Emule and how the company came to be? So our wonderful CEO, Shilo is a serial entrepreneur. His background is in medical devices, pharmaceuticals. He creates these wonderful companies. And when his wife, he has two beautiful girls, when his wife was struggling with breastfeeding because their littlest had a tongue tie issue and was struggling to then go back to breast after being introduced a bottle, he was like, okay. He said to his pediatrician, why can't we just mimic the breast? He was like, good luck. Good luck trying. Um, so we set out on a mission and he brought Emulate to the world. What is so critical in the story is how many people and how many medical experts have been involved since the inception of this brand. He truly has worked alongside these people. Mike Woolridge, who is the expert when it comes to breastfeeding. He's from the UK. He literally studied the physiology of breastfeeding at Oxford and has published so many papers. And he basically told the team, this is what you need to mimic in the breast. These are the functions of breastfeeding and the acts of breastfeeding that need to be in a bottle that currently aren't. So we were able to take all these ideas and really create the MULA bottle. There is a scientific advisory board that sits on the MULA team, and there is a team of medical experts as well who continue to work alongside us, not only to develop new products, but they've helped obviously with the inception of the bottle and creating the bottle. And that includes lactation consultants, OBs, pediatricians, like everyone in the field who has their own unique perspective to bring to MULA has been involved in the company. And it's, it's really, really incredible to see. It is so fascinating. And I can just literally feel your passion for this. So that's really cool. I want to know, when did this start? I feel like I've only heard about Emule for maybe about a year. So when did he found the company and get all of this going? So it was a couple of years of research and development. And there was a lot on the back end of testing and different prototypes and there was studies done as well. Background on the product, it, there are five different shades and five different shapes. So we did a study to find the most common nipple shapes and nipple shades. And we did that through our scan. We have an app where you scan your nipple and we'll get into all of this later. 
but obviously that helped us build what our range was. What is our range going to be? What is our offering to these women? And then we were developing the product, the packaging, getting everything ready. I think people think we've been around a lot longer because when we had our product ready, we weren't in full production yet, but we obviously had our prototypes. We kind of accidentally went viral on TikTok. So we we blew up. (laughs) Every mom was trying to obviously get this. They're like, I've thought of this idea. No mom has has not thought of the idea. I wish I could just replicate my breasts when they're sitting there breastfeeding in the middle of the night. Like, I wish I could give this to someone else. I know. You're looking at your husband or your partner and you're like, what are you doing with your nipples right now? Like nothing. Like, this is so not fair. (laughs) Let me give you my functional nipples and then put you to work. (laughs) Exactly. Amen. It honestly was hard because I think as a mom, if you're struggling and you're in the thick of it and your baby is rejecting all these bottles and you see a solution that isn't available, it's frustrating. And that's really why we felt so bad that we had kind of showed these moms something that they couldn't get yet. That's where it was kind of a downfall for us. Um, That was in, so November of 2022 is when we kind of blew up. And then we were available and launched in March. So in March, we were able to launch, we did, we were just launching with as much as we could get out at a time. So there was a real high demand for this product. And I think people struggled to kind of have grace on the fact that we were a startup. And it's like, why can't you just make 50,000 bottles for all of us immediately? Like (laughs) to us now, but we had to do a couple of drops. And then we've been in out in the market in full production, full swing since August of last year. That is amazing. Well, congrats to you guys. And just hearing the little bits of it, I hope you guys listeners caught that, like getting their app, like literally getting the bottle that is so close to your nipple shape and size. And anyway, I can't wait to like dive in even more and learn all about this. So Maddie, as you've mentioned, like every feeding journey is so different and unique Can you talk about some of the different ways mothers feed their babies and how bottles play a role in these journeys? Yeah, I love that you said that because that's exactly what our company is about is every single which way you want to feed your child is your journey and it's unique to you. And we're meeting you on your journey no matter where you are. A lot of people think because we obviously talk about the ease in transitioning to breastfeeding and bottle feeding. They're like, okay, well, I'm not breastfeeding. So why would I use the MLA bottle? And we'll get into all the benefits of that later. But there's so many different journeys you can take to feed your child, whether it's breastfeeding, physically on breast, you need to find a bottle, obviously, that won't interrupt that experience. You don't want to introduce a bottle that'll give your baby what we call nipple confusion, which isn't really nipple confusion, any lactation consultant will tell you it's actually just a flow preference. They like how fast a bottle is and the fact that they don't have to do much work. They're like, what? I have to work hard for this? I don't want to have to go back and do that. No, No, thank you. Exactly. Don't (laughs) Unless you've been breastfeeding for a significant amount of time and they have gotten so proficient at emptying that breast, then they're like, what the heck is this bottle? Like, no. (laughs) That's the funny thing is there's this fine line. It's like, and your total of this as a parent, like, okay, well, you've got to introduce a bottle early, but don't introduce it too early because then they're going to like the bottle more, but don't wait too late because then they'll never take a bottle. You're like, 
what am I supposed to do? It can be very stressful and overwhelming. Maddie, you literally sound like a meme right now. That is so on point of motherhood. We just contradict ourselves all the time. Like do this, but don't do this. Okay. (laughs) But don't do this, but don't do this at a fast pace, but introduce it quite slowly, but don't do it too fast because like it's very, there's too many rules and the, the, the core reason why it's obviously not working is because the bottle is not like a breast and that's that's the issue in the end and if you are bottle feeding whether you're formula feeding whether you're feeding them pumped breast milk combo feeding both whatever you're doing you need to look for a bottle that is also not going to help cause overfeeding and affect that baby's oral development something that an lc will look out for as well when you're breastfeeding a baby, it's the rate at which they're sucking versus swallowing. So a baby will suck three to four times before they swallow because they're engaging those muscles, doing the work to extract that breast milk. When you're bottle feeding, if you look at a bottle fed baby, they are gulping every time they suck. And that's because or every maybe two times they suck, depending on the bottle and the, the flow, they're just chugging this milk down. They're not having to do the work. So if you are bottle feeding exclusively, that's also something you need to look out for in your bottle. Right. And I'm going to go rogue on this question because I know that our listeners will probably say, well, but then I know that other bottles offer like different flows, different sizes. Like that's what I've been doing. I got like the preemie nipple to make sure that it was a slower flow. Like how is that different than how your bottle works to mimic that breastfeeding? Of course. So basically what we find is commercially available slow flow nipples are not slow at all. I'll tell you from personal experience, I gave my son a bottle the first time I gave him the bottle, this is before I even knew about Emulay when he was about four or five weeks old, I gave him a bottle that was a slow newborn flow. He would take 15 minutes on each breast, so 30 minutes total to feed. I gave him this bottle. He finished it in three minutes. Me and my husband were like, is he going to choke? Oh my gosh, why, why did that happen so fast? We're both new parents. We were panicked by the speed at which he drank this bottle, and that was a slow flow newborn bottle. So the Emulay bottle, and we've done studies that look at our flow against commercially available slow and medium flow nipples. And even, so we have three flows. We have slow, medium, and fast. You're given all these three flows. They come in a flow control when you get the bottle. Reason being is so you can act responsively. You don't have to go buy a new bottle that's now for a bigger baby or a baby who sucks more proficiently. You can kind of adjust the flow as you go. Some women have a really fast letdown and their babies are like, if I don't get that milk immediately, I don't want it because they're used to mom's breast, which is an extremely fast letdown. If you notice that, if you notice your baby's fussing a little bit, try and move them up to the faster flow. So We offer these three flows to have that responsive feeding, but our bottle is different because if you tip it upside down, no milk flows out. It's not freely flowing. You have to be sucked, latched, and engaged using those jaw muscles to get the milk out. That's where we really are different to a lot of these other bottles because when you see even our fast flow, it's still lower than a lot of commercially available slow and medium flow bottles. And the reason being is because if we keep this fast flow, 
at a slower flow, your breastfeeding experience won't be interrupted as it would because they're not going to get that flow preference that they would with a regular bottle. So the tip, if you are trying to breastfeed and keep breastfeeding and not have a bottle kind of interrupt that is keep the flow as slow as you can using the emulate bottle. So even our fast flow, you're not going to have to worry about, okay, baby's going to get so used to this fast flow bottle that then not want to go back to breast. Wow. I am learning so much because I have seen a lot of bottles. I've worked with a lot of bottles, but I haven't really gotten to until recently use emulate. So it's just really interesting to hear how things work how you guys developed it, the thought process behind it all. So I just find this really, really fascinating. And Maddie, what should parents consider? Because you actually said that, like, what are the things that parents need to look for and consider when they're looking for a bottle specifically for a breastfed baby? Yeah. So a breastfed baby, you obviously want a bottle that's as close to breast as possible. Very shockingly hard to find, I know. So we want to look at flow like we touched on, finding a bottle with a relaxing, natural pace for the feed where baby can stop and take a few breaths without milk just easily flowing into their mouth from the tea. And if they want to stop drinking, they can. The difference is when a baby's breastfed, I'm breastfeeding my son and he's like, okay, I'm getting a little full. I just want to break. He'll stop sucking. And milk won't just enter his mouth. With a bottle, you don't get that. So flow, you really want to look for the flow. Stretch. How stretchy is the nipple? That's something that really drew a lot of people, obviously, to our bottles is how it does stretch and elongate. The reason behind this is all about the latching and the suckling action of the baby. So it should feel similar in their mouth to the action that occurs with the jaw muscles at breast. And when we talk about latch, a lot of people as well, what's going to happen is when baby enters the breast here, and I'm sorry, I know this is a podcast format and people can't necessarily see the video. No, we're going to be sharing this video on YouTube and in our show notes so people can definitely watch what we're talking about. (laughs) Amazing. I'm like trying to be as descriptive as possible to anyone who's just not watching. No, this is great. (laughs) But once the baby is latched on and they get a mouthful of the emulate bottle in their mouth, their tongue is then able to draw the nipple back to the back of the throat. That gives them a deep latch. What bottles have done, bottle teeth, because a lot of people saw the size of our bottles and the even smaller sizes, and they're going, well, that's a lot shorter than than a regular bottle that I'm used to. That's going to prevent a shallow latch. It won't. What it does, because it stretches and elongates when their tongue rolls and they suck back, they're drawing the nipple back. It's not promoting a shallow latch. It's reaching the back of their throat. Why? Because that's what your nipple does. That's what your nipples aren't out here being as long as some of these bottle teeth. Some are maybe, but a lot of them aren't. And how are you successfully breastfeeding your baby? Because your nipple stretches when it's in the baby's mouth. So that's a really good thing to look for as well in a bottle. Really helpful. Yeah. When I look at this, it's just very fascinating. It's just a completely different texture and experience with the nipple. I will say, you know, when I look at this, I can even kind of, you guys, I'm looking at the bottle and I'm looking at the nipple and I can, when I'm touching the nipple, it kind of can even go inwards. If they're sucking, 
does it potentially get inverted? Or how do you handle that if the nipple gets inverted, if they're sucking maybe too hard or it collapses? Yeah. So what can happen is sometimes babies who are really proficient suckers, or maybe they're used to if you've got them on a regular bottle, and then you try to switch them to an emulate bottle, a lot of the time they're used to having to suck a lot harder than they do on here. And what they're doing is because babies get accustomed to what they're used to. If they're used to one type of bottle, that's how they're then going to suck, which is why when you try and go back and breastfeed and they're not breastfeeding as they should because they're breastfeeding like they would on a bottle, this is the issues we run into. This nipple, because it is so much like a real nipple, our, our nipples move in and out with the bottle, the same thing. So that action is also can be mimicked with some babies who are sucking a lot harder. If you're finding your baby maybe needs to go to a faster flow, try going up in a flow and seeing if it's compressing less. But again, it does not, the way there is the venting, it does not affect the flow of milk. Milk is still coming out. It's just one of those things that people will see. And because they're not used to obviously other bottles doing this because they're so rigid, it's a completely different thing that we need to obviously help educate on the new norm because this is like a breast really. And it's, you're watching it kind of act like a breast. So yeah, that's what you can do. But that's just because of our beautiful soft texture silicone that is so much thinner. It doesn't have that rigid structure like a regular bottle. Yes. I just figured I would mention that because I know that some people will be like, oh no, what if it gets inverted? Like, what do I do? So that's a really great tip because you're absolutely right. Every other bottle that I've really used, their silicone is very, very thick and you can't move much. (laughs) Um, It's soft, you know, but it is not doing what your bottle does. That's for sure. So obviously that's a huge part of what makes, I believe, emulate so, the bottle so unique. But I'd love for you to also talk to us about other things that make the bottle unique. And if you can elaborate on the development and the science behind this you know, unique product. Of course. So basically, we've really gone in on flow and the importance of flow. I've kind of already touched on it, but you get these three flow controls. Our flows mean that once it's in, no milk is easily flowing from this bottle unless baby is sucking. That is helping engage their jaw muscles, strengthen their jaw muscles. That is helping with overfeeding that usually occurs on a regular bottle. What's really fun that I love to point out to people is these little bumps, right? A lot of aspects of our bottle are there purely for the intention to mimic breast. And this is why there's all these claims that something mimics breast or this mimics breast and they really don't mimic breast. And I understand the distrust in the parent community from this claim of mimics breast or replicates breast or whatever it is. These bumps, when inserted, because our silicone is so thin, when inserted, what does that do? That feels like mum's areola. When you're touching and you obviously have the product in front of you, that just helps baby have that similar mouth feel to the areola that they're used to. So that's just another little thing. There's no crazy reasoning behind why those bumps are there. They're there to purely mimic what the areola feels like in baby's mouth. We have obviously 25 skews. We have five shapes and five shades you scan your nipple in our app and get matched with your closest match. That way you can really replicate your anatomy in the bottle. I think 
obviously the the color aspect of the breast the shades are really helpful in also again tricking these babies into thinking that's mum's breast because it looks like a breast previously conventional bottles have just been this colorless hard silicone they've been marketed as this like functional feeding tool as the second best option almost when the first best is breastfeeding like that's how we've been marketed bottles which is not correct and it has never been an extension of the mother so emulate the customization of our bottle not only minimizes the difference between obviously breast and bottle but it also celebrates diversity and it enables the mother to really connect emotionally because i know how hard it is when you're breastfeeding and the first time you give up your baby for somebody else to feed them like it's a very emotional thing and if you can feel like you're giving them a little piece of you in this bottle it's kind of easier to be like okay they haven't got me but they've got something a little similar so that, that's our colors, which is obviously extremely unique to our brand. We spoke about as well, the stretching and elongating really helps strengthen those jaw muscles. It helps with oral development. There has been studies that there are higher levels of obesity in bottle fed babies because of this same overfeeding, the sucking we spoke about, the fact that they're not having to engage their muscles to get this milk out. It's kind of flowing into their mouth. That's what's important and different about our bottle. Another element that we've gone to to replicate the breast is the six holes instead of one. We know milk isn't just shooting out from one hole in our bottle. So <laughs> we have six tiny little holes to mimic what mom has, even though we have more than six. We've done our best to do as many holes because the milk, again, baby isn't just used to a, one stream of milk when they're breastfeeding. It's coming from multiple different ducks in their mother's breast. So again, we have tried to replicate that. I love showing people these because they get so freaked out by them. But these little, <laughs> for those listening, they're almost like noodles. They've been called tubercles, interior fibers. They look like noodles. And one of our videos blew up initially because everyone came for us and said, that is so unhygienic. How would you clean inside that? Great question. The answer is you don't clean inside it because they are not hollow. Milk isn't flowing through these little interior fibers. A lot of people see them and think, okay, so that's how the milk's coming to the baby. They're going through these little tubes. No, they're completely solid. They are not a cleaning hazard at all. They do not get in the way of anything. What they provide is that mouth feel. When the nipple is now in baby's mouth, it feels like the lactiferous ducts of their mother's nipple. It feels muscular. Ah. Your nipple, if you touch your nipple, doesn't feel like a hollow silicon teat. It feels more like a muscle. It feels, it feels similar to this. So this is another step that we've kind of implemented into the bottle to help trick even the smartest of babies into believing that this is mom's nipple. And the last aspect that I guess is quite unique about our bottle is our anatomy-shaped bottle, which from a side profile is really shaped like a breast. This just is more to help with connection with baby, facilitate better eye-to-eye contact when feeding. And it is just really a nod to the female anatomy and again, replicating breasts. But it's a very, very unique design. And then we have our classic bottle or our mums who who need the regular, more streamlined bottle shape that they're used to. 
That is so cool. Oh my gosh. You guys have done it. Like you have thought about every little detail. I'm wondering, am I holding this bottle right? (laughs) You are so funny for asking this because it's literally the best question because we actually have had so many people go because it is kind of like a breast, they hold it to their breast intuitively. What you're going to do is hold it at an angle if you just angled the nipple or the teat as you would with a regular bottle, that's the angle you're going to feed baby at. Okay. So for those listening, you're going to have a downward angle. It's kind of like a 45 degree downward angle. Yeah. 45 degree downward angle. If you do try hold it against your breast or dad tries to take mimicking mom one step further, it won't flow out if it's held completely upright. So what our lovely lactation consultant Donita likes to do as well is you almost make a V with your hands and then your thumb can just sit in the back and that way you can also really easily feed baby. Uh, I know it's kind of like learning a new skill, like learning chopsticks or something when she's talking like, wait, great. (laughs) That's why I was but like, wait, I anyway. need to go over this because <laughs> I'm sure I'm holding this improperly. So, but no, that's, that is so cool. I love this. And I do want to mention, I know that you said that you take a picture of your nipple in the app. For those listening who are like, excuse me, what are you doing with my nipple pictures? Can you tell us what you're doing with those? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I swear to God, we are collecting data points. So your privacy is entirely protected. We are not collecting any images or photographs. It is just data points. So what it's measuring is the height and width of your nipple. And that's how it's going to then take that information and go, okay, you're a shape one or you're a shape five or whatever it is. Yes. I knew this information, but I still wanted us to just talk about that. It's a great point. (laughs) What's so funny is it's something that we really spoke about a lot when our product was launching because we absolutely did not want mums to get the wrong idea and think that we're capturing sensitive photographs of them at all. And it's so interesting because it just hasn't been a concern. Like these things are like, I'll whip off my top and bob. I don't care. And that's why I forget to now bring it up because so many people are just so willing to show anyone their nipple. They just gave birth and had like seven people in the room. Like at this point, there is no I'll show the app my nipple. (laughs) I am a-okay. But for people who are pregnant who have not gotten to that stage yet, they may be concerned about their nipple privacy. So that's why we're talking about this. Exactly. (laughs) A good point as well you mentioned because I get a lot lot of mums who are pregnant asking, when should I scan? When should I use my nipple? We know your nipples change color during pregnancy. But right after birth, I would have been a rich. I would have been the darkest shade there is. And then maybe six to nine months later, they lightened again. So I just recommend scanning as close to your the time you want to introduce a bottle to the baby. So if you're trying to add to registry, scan as a pregnant woman. If you're trying to introduce a bottle and you're four months pregnant, you're like, okay, I'm going to do it now. So whenever you're looking to purchase the bottle and introduce the bottle is when I would scan, but there is absolutely no harm in scanning early. If you're a shade lighter, baby is not going to reject the bottle. They're like, mom, that Pantone does not match identically. We are How dare you? Bottle. <laughs> exactly. I spoke about it before. Half of it as well is obviously just 
the aspect of inclusivity and representation that's really needed in this industry. So you're okay. Scan whenever you'd like, um, but scanning as close to bottle is as close to when you're going to introduce the bottle is really good. And we offer replacement nipples in two packs as well. If you're like, I want to get a couple shades, two shades, you can do that too and just switch it out. Oh, cool. Now that leads me to, now I'm curious, you're saying you have to take that picture, do that process. How long does it take from submitting your information to getting your bottles? If you're saying try to do it as close to when you're wanting to introduce the bottle, because I'm like, okay, am I going to have to wait a month? Because then that's not too close. Or how long does that take? So when you do the scan, you will within like two to three seconds have your match, whatever this is. So say you're a medium shape for you will literally have it within seconds. The app is so sensitive and it's been able to be so quick. It's absolutely incredible. So you'll have that. And then if you place the order, depending on where you are, obviously within the US, you will have your bottle within one to two weeks. If you're in Europe, actually, we now have logistics in Europe. I think it's around the same time, but our exact shipping timeframes, I don't want to misquote my customer service team, is on our website and you'll see, you'll get your bottle very, very quickly. Love it. Okay, perfect. Because I was like, wait a second, this might take a minute. (laughs) No, you're all good. Now that we are sold on the bottle, what are the tips that you have for introducing bottle to baby? Yeah. So I have some tips from myself being a mom. I have tips from my expert, Donita Wicks, who is our LC, who is the most incredible LC. She was also a nurse for 10 years. She's like the breastfeeding guru. And basically I've got a couple things. So Donita gave me this term bio-nurturing and we were all doing it, but we didn't have a word for it. Letting the baby have as many reflexes triggered as possible that would be triggered when they are breastfeeding. So the same things an Elsie would tell you when you're breastfeeding, which is rub your nipple on the top of their lip, wait for baby's mouth to open wide, and then stick your nipple in. (laughs) So it was said very gracefully and just stick your nipple in. (laughs) You do the same when offering the bottle, especially the Emulate bottle, because it is so similar to breast. We tell moms to rub it on their upper lip, wait until that rooting reflex is engaged, their mouth is wide open so they can get a good latch on the bottle. Donita also said as well, when you are offering the bottle, twisting it back and forth a couple times so it's really comfortable, it's it's properly lubricated basically in their mouth, that provides baby with a really comfortable latch. Another thing, if you are usually breastfeeding your baby, give them pumped breast milk for the first time. I've had mums be like, I offered my daughter formula for the first time while introducing a bottle. And they obviously noticed a difference in the formula. They hated it. And they associated the bottle with the formula. So that's also something that you may not even obviously think about. There are so many things that I'm like, oh yeah, wait, I wouldn't even think about that. But I've learned so much after obviously doing this every single day and speaking to so many mums but don't give them formula if you're usually breastfeeding for the first time when you're introducing a bottle. Start with a the pumped milk, then maybe do half-half, gradually ease them into the formula just so there isn't that clear association with bottles are formula. I don't like the formula, mum. 
Another thing as well is try putting some breast milk or formula, whatever milk you're feeding them on the teat, on the nipple. This also works with pacifiers as well. If you're trying to get your baby to take a pacifier because they're like, oh, okay, this is similar to mom's breast. I'm smelling the milk. They tell you as well when breastfeeding, like once baby can kind of like smell and sense the milk, they know to go towards breast. What else can we do? If you have a breastfed baby, have somebody other than mum off the bottle as well. A, a lot of the times baby won't take a bottle from mum because they know boobs are inside. They smell uh, your boobs. There is no way. They're like, no, the buffet is right there. Like, why are you giving me this when the buffet is here? No. <laughs> that is so funny. The buffet is there. They do. They're way smarter than we think. And they're like, I can literally, they have like that spidey sense for boobs. They're like, don't even be in the same room as well. Like, I'm going to take it that step further. Hide from your child. Make it make it as, as, as out of sight, out of mind as possible. And then eye contact during feeding is also really important, whether it's mom, whether it's dad, whether it's caregiver, nanny, grandparents. Maintaining that eye contact, and it'll obviously enable you to have better understanding of these feeding cues when they are slowing down, when they're getting a little fuller. That's better practice for responsive feeding. And then we we spoke about it before. Don't wait too long to introduce a bottle. Try introducing a bottle around four to six weeks and getting them familiar with it, whether it's introducing it every couple of days or once a week and then a little more frequently. Get them used to it. If you do have a breastfed baby and you wait six, seven, eight, nine months and you try to give them a bottle, there is a very high chance they will say, Thanks, but no thanks. Um, we've seen it before. I, what's amazing is, and I've just had someone who wrote in to us with her 14-month-old. I thought a 14-month-old is a very intelligent individual. There's no tricking a 14-month-old who's been breastfed for 14 months. Like, I'm sorry. She took to the emulate bottle like you've never seen. Her reaction was like, this is a boob. And this is why all these little elements of how we've mimicked the breast, we're tricking the older babies really is what we're doing. And she finished the whole bottle. And I was like, yes, that's such a win. I can't believe we got such an older baby because the older they get, it really becomes a much bigger feat to try and get them to take a bottle if they are used to being breastfed. So, Maddie, that is so true. I cannot tell you how many clients I've had that are like, oh, I'm not going to breastfeed them until maybe a week or two before I'm off maternity leave. And then if they have 12 weeks off or 16 weeks or whatever it is, and then they're realizing, oh crap, the baby's not taking the bottle. I'm going back to work next week. What am I going to do? So I love that tip on starting it at four to six weeks because that's what I've said too. I know a lot of lactation consultants will say, no, you need to wait at two months. But I like to start a little earlier, but it's not, oh, give them every single feeding a bottle. It's just even like one for that day and then wait a couple days and then do it again and slowly combine that. So then it's just a seamless transition of being able to do both because I have so many moms who are able to do both breast and bottle if they do it that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. 
And I will say another great tip that has helped when introducing a bottle to baby, making sure that the breast milk, I love how you said yes for the first one and making sure it's breast milk, but also making sure that it's warm. So then it has that the right body temperature. temperature. Yes. Yeah. Not cold. Mm-mm, they not do not want super that. super hot, not cold. No. You heat that milk to perfection. <laughs> <laughs> that Goldilocks Serve breast it like milk. it comes from the buffet. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's so, yeah. Nothing. Exactly. So that's where I was like, ooh, yes, making sure it's nice and perfect temperature. That's also another good one. But these are so, these are so good. I love it. Now, Maddie, what do you find or have heard from moms are like the biggest challenges that you see parents facing when transitioning from breast to bottle feeding? It's really that their baby won't take the bottle. And this is why Hemule was born. It was so you don't have to worry about this. And so we can obviously be the bottle that your baby would take. Even if you did wait a little bit longer than advised, it's not going to be an issue because this will obviously be a bigger <laughs> trick to them than a regular bottle. But it is just exactly what you said as well. Mums returning to work. That is the hardest thing because it puts a timeline on it and it puts this pressure on you. And then when your baby's not taking it and you've bought every bottle on the market, like what do you do? And I don't think people realize how big of a deal it is because not all parents have the luxury of staying home and not working. You need to earn an income. What do you do? You have your child starve. What if they won't take anything? What if they won't drink from an open cup? And it really is such an emotional experience when your baby won't take a bottle, especially when returning to work and there is this deadline. It's not like, oh, it's so annoying. My baby won't take a nail. I want to take a nail, take a bottle. I want to go get my nails done is what I was trying to say. (laughs) But it's a really, really difficult thing to face. And we've had so many mums write in and say, and even just like respond to us with videos and say, I wish this was around when I had a kid because my baby didn't take a bottle. I was a nurse. I had to go back. I had to work 16 hour long shifts. And she was like, my baby would starve herself throughout that period and not drink until I got home. And then it got to a point where she had to have some of her friends who were breastfeeding to go and breastfeed her baby for her. And she's like, if I had this... and. The, the things people don't realize parents go through and it is such a, it seems like it's such a simple thing, like, oh, just give them a bottle. And it really isn't that easy a lot of times. So I think that's what most people struggle with. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so great that we went over this list of things of what to do and think about to prepare for this introduction to a bottle. And luckily, you guys have really thought of so many details to try and make that transition even that much easier. So I love all of this. Also, are you pregnant, Maddie? I am pregnant. I'm pregnant with my second. Oh my God. Second time mom. I know, crazy. (laughs) So excited for you. Congratulations. Now that like, wait, so you said your outlook on bottles shifted, you know, once you (laughs) discovered this one after having your first you know, can you tell us more about like your experience now, now that you're going to have a second one, your experience with your baby with bottle feeding and breastfeeding, like tell us more about that from a personal perspective. From a personal perspective, obviously with my son, the first time I was a first time mom and what a first time moms do, you listen to obviously all the advice you're getting from friends, family members. And what everyone told me was like, 
do not buy more than one of any bottle brand because you don't know what your baby's going to like. Buy multiple because they're probably not going to take a bunch of them. And I think it all ties back to this horrible fear-mongering marketing that is so common in the juvenile industry. It's like pushing mums to buy things and parents to buy things out of fear. Oh, you want to have your baby hit this milestone? Buy this for them. You want your baby to do this? Do this. Like it's so fear-driven and negative and it pries on especially new parents. So I went out and bought a million different bottles (laughs) being like, okay, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Which one is he going to like? And I think now, and obviously with the development of MLA being here and available for my second, being able to introduce one bottle and have one bottle in my kitchen that I can introduce with confidence is game changer for me. And it's something that we tell moms as well, because our bottles are priced higher than your bottles that are in the regular grocery stores, or there's cheaper bottles out there for sure. But we can't be that price point when there is so much science and personalization and customization behind this bottle. But the positive is you save money not having to buy six different bottle brands. <laughs> like you can go buy six different bottle brands or you could buy one bottle brand. What do you want to do? It's definitely cheaper to buy one bottle. So, yeah, that's I think what's going to shift for me with my second when introducing a bottle. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited for you. And I want to say to our listeners, normally I would never just say, oh my gosh, are you pregnant? But I had a little birdie on our team, Jordan, say, Maddie's pregnant. You need to say something and say congratulations. Because I mean, I don't care if you look like you're about to give birth that day. Oh, I'm never comment on a woman. I will not say anything about her being pregnant. But Jordan on our team was like, Maddie's pregnant. You need to say congrats. (laughs) So anyway, so I had to put that out there. No, I am not assuming. Before anyone attacks me, she can't even see guys past my neck. She's like, your your chin is looking a little pregnant. No, (laughs) not even. That's why I have to say something. Exactly. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so another thing after you had your first one, we know how important support is with everything in motherhood, honestly, especially feeding, because it's a choice of how you're going to feed your baby. Are you going to breastfeed? Are you going to formula feed? Are you going to exclusively pump? Are you going to combination feed? Are you, there's, you know, because there is, I want to say a choice in that in the beginning, especially, we want to be surrounded by support. So please tell our listeners more about how Emulay supports all parents on their feeding journeys. Because yes, we touched on this, how you guys are a bottle company, but you're supporting everyone's journey. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I think what we've really tried to build our community of parents on is to trust that we really have your best interest at heart and we're truly there to support them on their journey wherever they're at. We're not just trying to market and sell your product that won't work or that is, again, fear-mongering. We are there to support people. Whatever your journey is, whatever struggles you're going through, I think one of the biggest issues with breastfeeding and bottle feeding, there is such a knowledge gap. There is such a lack of education because it's supposed to be super easy. We're given a bottle that's supposed to work. Like it's supposed to be this seamless thing. And like we just touched on earlier, 
it's not always the case. And there just isn't that information readily available, even with breastfeeding as well. I have so many friends who are like, wait, how did you know that? Or how did you find that? And I saw a lactation consultant at the start. And then I had my mom tell me things. And I learned obviously so much from the experts on our team here. But it was really one of those things that you see a lactation consultant in the hospital when you give birth here in America. I don't know how it is for any of our international listeners, but in America, you obviously see a lactation consultant right when the baby's born. My milk hasn't come in. My milk has not come in. I'm literally producing drops of colostrum. How on earth is that supposed to be sufficient enough for me to then go and feed this child for however many months or years I do? So I think support is something that's truly lacking and something that we really noticed is a lot of our moms even need troubleshooting, like we said, with the bottle. It is such a new bottle. How do I use it? How do I hold it? Like you said, if it compresses, what should I do? We want to be there for parents and be a support, which we have Donita, our lactation consultant, doing free consultations. This is such a useful resource and tool. And she is filling her days with our MULA customers who need it. Whether you're introducing a bottle, struggling with the MULA bottle, struggling with breastfeeding, whatever you're going through, speak to someone. Speak to someone who can give you a little support. We're a company who is actually truly trying to help you for the first time on whatever journey you're on. I love that. Thank you for sharing all of this with us, Maddie. Where can people go to get that support from your LC? Yes. So they can go onto our website. The program has not launched officially yet. It'll be up and running. I don't know when they're going to be listening to this. Maybe they're listening in December of next year. It'll be up and running in the next couple of months, but they can go to our website for that. Fabulous. Okay. Good to know. And now I just want to know, what is one piece of advice you would like to give parents about to embark on their feeding journey with baby? Go easy on yourself. Honestly, practice self-compassion and also be very flexible. Whether your breastfeeding journey is really easy and it works really well, whether it's a struggle and super difficult, whether it doesn't go as long as you planned, none of this is a measure of your success as a mother and as a parent. It just is not related. I think we place so much pressure on ourselves and that goes to kind of the next part of what I said, being flexible. They tell you with your birth plans, like have a plan, but just know it'll change. Same goes with feeding. You could have set out the highest hopes for yourself and your baby and how you want to feed them, whether it's to exclusively breastfeed them and then you struggle with milk production or something with your anatomy that makes it really difficult to feed, or you wanted to bottle feed them and they're not taking a bottle, whatever it is, be flexible and know that along this journey, how you feed your baby will change, what you need and what your baby will need will change and just be open to it all. I love it. Absolutely. That's what motherhood definitely teaches you is that, oh, you got to roll with the punches. (laughs) Don't plan anything. (laughs) It's good to be informed and be knowledgeable, but also know that it may not go exactly the way that you're intending. And that's okay. You know, it's all right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Do you have any final thoughts or just anything that you'd like to leave our audience with before we sign off, Maddie? Let me think. I know 
we spoke about a lot. It's probably so overwhelming to hear this, all the science, all the little ins and outs of the bottle. I think I probably made it sound a lot more complicated than it is. If you'd never heard of the term biomimicry or biomimetic before this, it's fine. It really is just quite a simple bottle that is there to replicate such a beautiful thing that we so naturally are able to provide for our children. And we're a company that we obviously we've spoken mainly about the bottle, but we have so many other products. We have pacifiers. We have so many different things that are launching this year and the app as well that we touched on earlier. You can scan your nipple. However, we are launching again within these next couple of months, our tracking features, which are game changer. Every mom, I know you guys have some sort of tracking app on your phone. I promise you the Emule app does everything that that app does and more. In a beautiful theme of innovation, have tried to reinvent the app and how we as parents interact with it. And I think that the key distinguisher between our tracking is that we have the ability for you to be in a mode that is very comprehensive and gives you all the details. So I fed on my left breast for 15 minutes and 47 seconds and my right breast for 13 minutes and 15 seconds and da, 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 da. And they did a diaper and it was medium pee with a tinge of yellow and whatever it is. If you want that detail, it's there. If you are like me, and I got to a point where I was tracking everything and my son was like 18 months old and I'm still out of habit tracking diaper changes, what he's eating, when he's breastfeeding. It's like, it's insane. And I was just addicted to tracking because it became so habitual in my parenting lifestyle. No one ever told me, by the way, Maddie, you don't need to track that anymore. Like he's good. He's solid. I think it's (laughs) fine. I think we don't need to worry about this anymore. Our app has this more responsive mode as well, which instead of for example, tracking the minutes you've breastfed for. It'll just say, I breastfed at 1.15 p.m. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how long you did it for, your child was fed then. What's important is knowing when was my child last fed, not how many minutes, how many ounces. I think the data that we have available as parents now is incredible, but there also is a little bit of a downfall to it is it can get in the way of our parenting. And then you're hacking on an app like me instead of focusing on the child and the diaper in front of your face. So that's also coming. (laughs) So you can look out for that as well. Wow, you guys are really doing a whole lot for us parents. And I am excited to check it all out. But thank you so much, Maddie. This was really informative. Such great information, great details on every little thing, even the examples for our listeners. If you want to watch what we're talking about, we're going to be posting this on YouTube and in the show notes. So I'm really excited about this. But now we need to know, where can our listeners find this product and find Emulate? They can find the product at emulate.com. Emulate is spelled E-M-U-L-A-I-T. It's like emulate. You're emulating the breast, but it's a play on the French word for milk, which is lay. So it's pronounced emulate, but it's kind of written like emulate. But they can find us on all social platforms at Emulay, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all these good things. And if you 
guys weren't totally off put by the Australian accent as well. We have a podcast, Milking It, which is launching again in the next couple of months. I feel like everything I'm saying, (laughs) basically April, if you just put April in your mind, a lot of new things is coming out for Emule. So we have two beautiful co-hosts, Alexis and Zulai, and we have a little podcast as well. Fabulous. Oh my goodness. So many good things. We'll definitely be adding all of these details in our show notes so people can check all of that out, especially when it's all available. So, oh my gosh, Maddie, thank you so much for your time. We're just so grateful for all of this information. This was so much fun too. This was so much fun. I love chatting with you. You are just such a bowl of light and energy. And I feel like everything that you asked was so intentional. And I really hope that all the listeners learned something and got what they needed out of this podcast episode as well. I feel confident that they did. You guys can let us know in the comments. We're going to be sharing this episode all over on social media. So you can ask us all the questions, give us the details of what you think. And if there's anything that we left off that we didn't touch on, but I feel like this was just so helpful and I'm just so grateful. So thank you again, Maddie, for your time. Thank you, Nina. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And for our listeners to learn more about Emule, you can find them online, as Maddie said, at emulaitcom or on Instagram, TikTok, all the social media at Emule. And thank you to our friends at Emule for sponsoring this episode. We are huge fans of them. And I think you are too, now that you've listened to this episode. So we love them. Make sure to check them out. Our team will be posting today's episode on our Baby Chick Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube. So if you have any questions or comments about our discussion, please share them with us in the comments section. Also, please subscribe to Chick Chat the Baby Chick podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us an honest review. Cheers to stress the baby feeding journey.